Welcome to Stage Crunchy and Milk. If you have questions or comments, we have multiple ways we can be reached. Twitter is, of course, the best way for those that need instant gratification. And the show's Twitter feed is at SkimPod, S-K-I-M-P-O-D. Stage Crunchy. For the more patient amongst you, the email address for the show is podcast at stagecrunchyandmilk.com. Crunchy again being spelled with a K. Crunchy. Hey, feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216 216- 264-6311. We're available by Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere. Fine podcasts are available. And of course, it's the website, stagecrunchymilk.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever possible, including on YouTube, where we can now be found at Stays Crunchy. And over on Twitch, we're still Stays Crunchy in Milk. Our personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099. And I'm your host, the internet's Tayrail 713. Stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy. Yo, it's been instilled in me since infinite, y'all. Using these minutes like a value to call. Put your money in the bank and hold rank over friends who ain't got leadership skills. I got the sheep in my eyes so I can't sleep. We like the land that laid the brand away, grand operate the scandal way, you sell a shice. I play the Xbox instead of fucking with dice. I hate losing to those who walk away with my dough cause I go crazy broke man. And now she wanna see the resident provoking me. To pop wheelies on my bicycle, watch her eyes twinkle. One house, two house, third house, house rules so house take bank. Watch Dave Bank. Banner had him on the hawk since Atlanta extravaganza. Gamma Ray rap, I make the Hulk snap. Jump back like James Brown the hey now. When the liquor over, we smoking the hay now. Delegating numero dos, I holler out the land of Los and keep the land and keep the island close to me. Is much more is what they got in store. Just believe it. Hello, welcome to it. It's episode four eighty two. Forgive me. Hello and welcome to it. It's stays crunchy and milk. It's episode four eighty two. And watch how you allocating that income and deductions, taxpayers. I am your host, Dennis Taylor 713. Joining us always by my best friend, just Tatum 216. Hello. It's the homie Lunchbox 2099. <clears throat> Reaching for something in the distance, so close you can almost taste it. Release your inhibitions. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. <laughs> Only you can let it in. No one else, I say no one else, can speak the words on your lips. Drench yourself in words unspoken. Live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. Natasha Bedingfield. Nailed it. See, I knew that one. <laughs> I, I still didn't know it. I just knew the song. You don't bring on your skin. Anyway, let no me. No one else can do it for you. Uh, those lyrics you heard me click, spit, are from, of course, the world famous De La Soul. If you were a huge fan of the Dave Chappelle show like I was, you got to see them perform that song live on that on not live, you know, to tape on uh in like a I think they were I feel like they was in like an RV when they when they did that. And like Dave when he performed that those lyrics like had uh, the Hulk gloves on and he punched them together when he got to that Hulk lyric. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite performances from the from the Chappelle Chappelle show performances. I watched, uh, I, I fell asleep last night to one of his Netflix specials. It was helping me sleep. Very good, very good. Well, unfortunately, we uh, got the bad news on Super Bowl Sunday, or excuse me, the Superb Owl Sunday, uh, that uh, David Jolicure, a.k.a. Trugoy the Dove, a.k.a. Dave, plug two of the world-famous De La Soul, passed away at the far too young age of 54. 
So I got you uh, his uh, obit from the New York Times because they have a good they have a good habit of writing up good stuff about hip hop uh, veterans. And so I thought I'd give you this and that'd be your long article of the week, people. Uh, De La Soul's David Jolicure, who rapped as True Goy the Dove, dies at 54. The trio expanded the stylistic vocabulary of hip hop in the 90, 1980s and 90s. But its early experiments with sampling led to legal troubles and the group's longtime exclusion from streaming. Yeah, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> uh, this is Ben Cesario, again, of New York Times. Uh, David Jolicure of De La Soul, the rap trio that expanded the stylist of... We just went through all that, didn't we? With the eclectic samples and offbeat humor becoming MTV staples and cult heroes of the genre. Died on Sunday. He was 54. His death was confirmed by the group's publicist, Tony Ferguson, who did not specify a cause or say when where Mr. Jolicure was when he passed. In recent years, Mr. Jolicure has openly discussed a struggle with congestive heart failure, including a music video for the group's song, Royalty Capes. De La Soul arrived with the album Three Feet High and Rising in 1989, a time when hip-hop was still relatively new to the mainstream. The genre's public face was often confrontational with groups like Public Enemy and NWA, speaking out about the racism, police violence, and neglected fa- neglect faced by black communities in America. By contrast, De La Soul, three middle-class young men from Long Island, represented themselves with hippie floral designs in a music video set in high school for their song, Me, Myself, and I. The group wore baggy, brightly colored clothes to the sneers and side-eyeing of classmates in gold chains, black shades, and matching b-boy outfits. Mr. Joe LeCure, whose original stage name in the group was Trugoy the Dove, although he was also known as Plug 2, Dove, and later just Dave, had the first lines of the track riffing on a fairy tale. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? He rapped. Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight song? The album with singles also including Say No Go and I Know reached only as high as number 24 on the Billboard 200 charts but it was an instant classic that pointed to new directions of hip-hop. Later albums, including De La Soul is Dead, Balloon Mind State, and Stakes is High. With its producer, Prince Paul, the group developed an idiosyncratic and free-willing style of sampling that brought new textures of hip-hop. Three Feet High contained pieces of more than 60 other recordings, including not only Funkadelic and Ohio Player Grooves, De Rigueur in the 1980s rap, but also oddities like sounds from an old TV show and recordings of French language lessons. But legal problems related to its samples became the bane of the group. One sample of the Turtles' organ-driven psychedelic pop track, You Showed Me, had not been cleared properly, and the Turtles sued. The case was settled out of court. It goes on from there. But, uh, and of course, I'll give you the link. It's, it's not as good as, uh, as, as uh, their, uh, their obit for a case, like I can tell you that. But De La Soul is like one of the most important groups in my mental lexicon they are they are on the middle of they, they are in the midst of a, a a a press push because they're finally about to release their old catalog to uh dsp service and, and streaming services all around the world coming here on march 3rd and the fact that he didn't make it to see what is essentially going to be their resurgence uh is heartbreaking to me man yeah. He was very sick. Uh, they, they like he they did some lives and stuff here during COVID. And one time, one of them was him in the hospital bed, and so it just was one of those situations where my man just uh, he was he was sick and he couldn't do nothing about it, man. And 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 he he is going on to glory, and uh, he will be missed. He he was amazingly gifted MC, 
it's a fun guy. My kid sent me a, the, this uh, uh, Cartoon Network did, a, did a, a rest in peace for him because he was on a, an episode of Teen Titans Go. And I thought that was so dope and so forth. And just ah, plug two, man. Uh, I, he will certainly be missed, man. And uh, I've been trying. I've been like everything they keep like because they like say they're on this press run they're, and they're they're making stuff. I've been buying everything because I just want to be able to support them and 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 and, and help them take care of their families. And then, you know, saying their original catalog, um, the stakes is high. No, excuse me, uh, De La, Three Feet Iron Rising, De La Soul is Dead, Balloon Mind State, Stakes is High, Artificial Intelligence, and Artificial Intelligence Two Bionics. Uh, all on Tommy Boy Records. They were they finally uh, got back their rights form last year, and then they went through with a sample clearance of group. Who, if they could clear them, they cleared them. If they couldn't, they uh, uh, they did what's called they played them. You know what I'm saying? Basically, you, if you can't clear the sample, you can play the music, and it'll count a different way, and it won't count as a sample. So there's some play alikes that are going to be on some of these uh, things, and some people are like, "Well, it's not the same," and blah blah. And I'm like, "Look, you can not have this music, or you can have this music with a play along, a, a play alike." So I'd rather just have a play alike. I'm very excited about the the, the notion that I'll be able to buy Stakes as High here soon. It's the one Dale album I want to have in my collection that I don't have, and original copies of it are wildly expensive, like prohibitively expensive. I once. Got <laughs> I was in an eBay uh, uh, back and forth with somebody else about this, and I lost in the last minute by a dollar, and it was like $260 I was about to spend on that record. It was about to be the most expensive record in my collection, and I didn't give a fuck. I was ready to spend it, and uh, I love De La Soul. The Native Tongues Movement. You know me and Ant-Man, and we we do this hip-hop shit (laughs) a lot, so it's like, that's one of those those ones that are a part of my existence, and uh, again, Dave will certainly be missed. Yeah, I, I believe um, I, I stole stakes, stakes is high from uh, from the library. <laughs> like I, I I took it out and I never returned it. Nice. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, you know, nice in the sense of that's a good story. Fuck with yeah, that. Um, yeah. I, I I love that album. Um, like that whole um, starting. N- I'm gonna say starting with um, dang, I'm drawing a blank. I shouldn't be drawing a blank here. Not uh, not with stakes this high. Um, Midnight Marauders. Yeah. Like um, when Midnight Marauders came out, I was 11 years old. <clears throat> so like starting with, I mean that's. When music really starts being important to you, and you know, one of the greatest things I do I remember is like having the Midnight Marauders uh, poster up, and being able to name every single person in the picture. Nice. And I I don't know I I was just I was talking to my partner about when I found out um, Dave died, and it was just like, how many times has this happened? Where it's like. Somebody's on their way back and possibly being able to reap the benefits of their work and shit. And they pass away. Yeah. Um, we have so many of those stories. So I'm sorry he's another one. Rest in peace, man. For sure. For sure. Uh, easy week. We are live at Dan's house because uh, we had to come about Dan's house. Don't get into it. So it's going to be quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's going to be on the butt. It's going to be old school short. And that's okay, people. Uh, 
I guess man, but assholes for years. You know what it is. We'll talk a little uh, whatever. Well, but before we get into the am I the assholes, can can I go over my Black History list? Oh, I wanted you to go over your Black History list. I was literally about to pass this <laughs> off to you, so you're just early. Okay. But first up, as always, is my man Tatum, and so let's pass the ball to him. Uh, yeah, like um, I wanted to make sure, like uh, we had a little bit of something um, because you know our history is important every day. But we we got a month. Let's represent it. Um. One thing um, that's always been interesting to me is um, some of the foods that were brought over. Um, it was always brought, said that like um, when no it, it it's a couple um, interesting movies or documentaries you can watch about um, about the slave trade, but like um, like some of the process was like almost like they had a camp before. They would uh they would be brought over to the boats, and they would smuggle seeds in their braids. So, I always thought that was pretty interesting, and these are some of the foods that were brought over um, from Africa. Number one would be rice, which is like, you know, now a, a big staple in Southern cooking. Of course, we were in the South. Um, Number two is coffee. A lot of people don't know one of the places coffee originated is in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, other than that amazing cat that um, that eats and <laughs> swallows and poops it out, you know, that the was civet. Yeah, the civet, um, which is more of a rat than a cat. Yeah. But um, you know, number two was coffee. Um, number three, yams. Um, it was like one of the, their primary sources, like. I mean, it's a very hearty, tough vegetable, and can I get to the yams? <laughs> sweet, sweet yams, show me the way. This song should have went on our list because <laughs> it's like a minute and a half long. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number four, black eyed peas. I know you know a lot of people don't uh, don't pump it. Bowda. <laughs> it's, it's I I don't mind them too much. Um, you know, it's it's a means of prosperity um, and, and growth. So, do you like them better before Fergie or after Fergie? <laughs> Always falling up, never falling down. <laughs> um, oh, their ruthless records days. Yeah, is down with E. And uh, last but not least, okra. Um, okra, it re- uh, another thing that um, originated in Ethiopia and the Sudan, and uh, it's a. Uh, you know, it's it's polarized. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's both fuzzy and if you cook the right wrong way, it can be slimy. Me and okra, we don't get down. Uh, and I'm sorry. Last but not least is watermelon. Um, this is one of the ones that that's like um, you know, it's it's some, some controversy behind it from this article. But you know what? It it's one of the, one of the main fruits that. The na- why it's called the watermelon is hey we weren't given water, and this is one of the things that 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 we, that we that we were able to have that could that could help to that, and for we wouldn't die. Yeah. Slavery, y'all. It, it guess what? It really fucking sucked. It's not. It's not just that slavery is awful. It is the American version of slavery, which was chattel slavery, where they literally treated us like animals, 
and they like you know bred us off, made us off, used us for collateral at uh, various banking institutes and insurance companies and so forth and so on. I just saw a story the other day, uh, you know, a little you know we sprinkled little things I learned on TikTok is that most of the big insurance companies that still exist to this day started off as insuring for, they were insuring enslaved peoples. We treated black people terribly. And when people say, well, you know, we don't really deserve it. I didn't do that to you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, your insurance company exists today because it enslaved black people. Your bank probably exists today because it uh, helped give credit to people to go buy more slaves and so forth and so on. This country was built on the backs of enslaved people and their offspring, their uh, ancestries, their lineage should be uh, fucking taken care of because of it. And instead, they've just been taken advantage of, made made to be lazy and criminal and so forth and so on. And that's just not the case. It was it, it, the, the notion of the lazy ne- Negro came about after slavery because they want to make people they want to make uh, people Us feel bad yeah. because we stopped working for you. Yeah, it's like we weren't lazy, you fuckers. But it's, 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 there's a history there. I remember in, in uh, high school, I was I took the, I took a history class. My man, Mister Blitz, word up. I wonder if Mister Blitz is still alive. God rest us. God bless him. We'll not we'll not rest him. We'll just bless him. And uh, there's this girl in the class. He let us like do these like history presentations. This girl was coming up, and she was a member of the Daughters of the Confederacy, and she mm. swore that. It wasn't the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about economics. And I, I to this day think about that because I should have just stood up and immediately said the no. economics of slavery. <laughs> because, like I said, the 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 uh, the vice president of the Confederacy said as said as much. He literally has a, has a, had a whole you know adage or diatribe that was like, we created this fucking uh you know confederate states of america because we will never say that the black man no no that the negro is equal to the white man it's like it was about slavery and it was hands down about slavery and and the daughters of confederacy were a group that helped try to push the narrative of the uh the 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 civil war the or the war between the whatever the the, the what is it what do they call it it's not they try to make it a more gentle thing and like so forth and so on and it was really just bullshit it was just them selling us on trying to be like see it wasn't about that but it was about that and i wish i one i wish i would have had the words to stand up and do something about that at that point in time and just like no bitch it was about slavery and and so forth it's, it's one of the things that still pops in my mind all these years later and i graduated a very long time ago people but still, to this day, especially around Black History Month, it'll just pop in my brain like, should have did something about that. <laughs> I want every every time um, anybody steps on the Lego, I want you to feel the pain of my ancestors <laughs> because that is the foundation of us. We built this motherfucker. For uh, sure. So every time you step on the Lego, that's our pain. You deserve it. And there you go. <laughs> But like I said, we're going we gonna to try to keep it a little tight and rolling. Box, anything you want to share at all? You're saying you can. You don't got to do the whole spiel, but anything just at all you want to wrap to the people right quick? I, I will, I will uh, story time you with Lunchbox right quick. I guess uh, all I have to say right now is a message to everybody that life is short. Spend time with your family and your loved ones. Tell everyone how much you appreciate them. Tell them how much you love them. Cause you never know. That's what's up. Respect it. My mother out of the blue yesterday. No, day before yesterday. <laughs> messages my sister, my brother, and I to say, I know that Valentine's Day isn't for children to be buying their mama chocolate, 
but I want some chocolate and I want y'all to buy it for me. And I'm like, <laughs> and I laughed to myself and I'm like, you tell me this a week ago, chocolate is delivered at your door today. Telling me this the day before put us in a bit of a state. Oh, you got Amazon? No. I don't have Prime no more, so no, I don't. Oh, you don't? No, no. I finally, finally got rid of that. And right now is when I want Prime the most because it's a couple of movies that I really want to see on there. But uh, You can get my login. Oh, well, we'll, we'll talk. Um, so I... Immediately started looking for candy in Kansas City area. My mom, my grandma, my grandma, Lord knows. My mama live in Kansas City. And I find a shop and I see that it's C's Candy. C's Candy ain't, basically ain't really east of the Mississippi. But I've been hearing about it for years from every motherfucker who, on wet, who is west of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. About how good and fucking great fucking C's is. I'm like, okay, the nest is up. So I look it up and I find a box. I'm like, that one will do. So I call my sister. I'm like, I think I found something. C's candy. Oh, she goes, oh, C's is so good. They were here. They 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 come and they show up at the mall here during Christmas time. Like, you know, your little summer sausage uh, stands and shit like that there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, all right, so you hip, you you know. And uh, she says, and my goddaughter who lives in California, she brings it home when she comes through, when she comes home. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm not, I have not heard wrong. This candy is really dope. So... I'm like, all right, I'm going to send him this much. You send him this much. That way he got a little gas money and we'll get mama some candy. And my brother goes and gets candy and he hits me up yesterday. He's like, hit me on a uh, meat. And I'm like, what the fuck is meat? <laughs> Turns out Google Duo changed his name, y'all, and I'm old and I didn't know about it. And now Google Duo is now called Google Meat. And uh, it was actually still on my phone. It was right there. I just hadn't used it forever. So my brother Google meets me and... Uh, and I got to see my mama open her box of candy. She was very excited. She was like, oh, Mrs. C's. And there's no Mrs. in that woman's name. But my mom, is, <laughs> my mom is a black woman. And just like, you know, we be adding S's on shit. Sometimes whole other names show up in front of their names. We got it for Maya. <laughs> and uh, I got to see her open her box of, of, of candy. And she was very hyped for it. And I'm like, I'm glad. And my brother, was, my brother hit me up was like, are you sure? Because I go to Walmart and I get this big old box. I go, that is a pound of chocolate. That is plenty for that woman. She does not need any more than that. It is lovely. You don't worry about that. I know you're thinking I'm, I'm, I'm on some nonsense because I'm, I'm saying spend this much money on some candy. But I'm like, just do it. And we good, bruh. And uh, so I got to watch my mama open up a box of candy like that. So box is right, man. If, if, if you can go see your people. Just do that, all right. It was, it was it was a delight to watch my mama happily open her box of, of Valentine's Day candy on Valentine's Day. I don't even fuck with Valentine's Day, y'all. I really truly don't. But it was nice. Yeah, I only really mess with Valentine's Day because I I have children. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that you don't, um, but it's like I have two little dudes who um, see the way that I treat their mom. Yeah. Like, um, so. Like I try, I, I don't fuck with the super. I, I I don't fuck with the Super Bowl, but like we try to make little traditions. Like uh, I made like egg rolls because my my partner does like sports. Yeah. Um. So she was like, um, for the Super Bowl, uh, the menu originally was macaroni and cheese for Emory, of course. Um, some Southwest egg rolls. What else I had, and I um, made like some some um, some chicken nuggets, um, but then I was like I made um, <laughs> I made turkeys undercover, which is a pig in a blanket. But you know I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Booty swine. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, I called them turkey undercover, and uh, and I used the other half of the uh, can of biscuits and made like, like little pizzas, like tuck turkey. Yeah, tuck turkeys. That, that's that's cool too. There you go. There you go. Uh, but you know, my, my youngest son, he was like, "Man, these turkeys undercover is good as hell." <laughs> and he, and he he was like, like uh, you know, they kids and they lot they're not allowed to touch the stove and stuff. So he was like, "Can I get another one of those?" And you know, grab it and watch football and yell and cheer. They they seem to have a pretty good time. And then um, you could end up having some prodigies there with, with cooking. Like I've seen. You know, like like there was like that Gordon Ramsay show, like with the kids cooking and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like what at what point do you like you start like, you know, having them learn to do stuff? Well, that that was funny because like so we're you know, they were in bed, of course, you know, when they're in bed they would that's the the premium time they want to talk to you. Yeah. Um so we were I was sitting on the floor. Um so this is how it usually goes. Emery asks, Can I come lay down with him? Then he'll go, you got to get out of my bed. You're too big for that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I ended up sitting on the floor. And then my older son, Anthony, he was like, um, hey, I think you should have a, a, we should have a cooking competition. It should be you versus my, mommy. And I'm like, okay. And I, he was like, I'm going to be on uh, mommy's team and Emery's going to be on your team or, or, or vice versa. And then um, it was like, and then um, we we need somebody to judge uh, the the food. And then um, it was like, ah, judge. I was like, but you can't. You're gonna be on somebody's team. You can't do that. <laughs> so they were like, they'll talk about that. And like, uh, my partner had bought them knives, nylon knives that are sharp but won't cut. Yeah. So they're like, um, like we've been doing trying to do smoothies in the morning, um, and not just like pancakes and. And waffles, not not necessarily some quick shit, but like, you know, something. Uh, um, I guess quasi healthy because smoothies ain't healthy neither. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, trying to get them involved in, in little stuff like, hey, you can cut this fruit, or I need help chopping this tomato. Uh, but yeah, it's always funny. Like, um, they they got a lot of catching up to do to, to us to our generation. <laughs> Because like we was making ramen noodles by the time we was eight and um and cutting off the stove yeah, and shit, not I remember burned. making stovetop in the microwave and all kinds of shit. Yeah, I just heard uh again TikTok TikTok be on it. Somebody was like Generation X be like, I'm not gonna suffer from burnout. I've been cooking myself since I was eight years old. So yeah. it's funny that you say that because it's like that's exactly how I went down. Yeah, I, I I remember like um walking home from school um. In the first grade, yeah, and my my son's in second grade. It was no way I would let him. I walk used to home. walk myself from the bus stop and back. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like that, one of the reasons I take them to school because um, they have to be at the bus stop at like seven something, and you have to be there with them because my youngest son is in kindergarten. It's like fuck that. Not only are you going to make me go to the bus stop at seven thirty, and I got to be there with them, bitch. They they your responsibility, not mine no more. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of uh, I guess cooking or whatever cookery, uh, I I had sent Ant and uh, Nick Jew pictures of this, but uh, and speaking of biscuit dough, so we double up on this one. I was uh trying to teach uh my, my youngest Lee how to make uh biscuit dough donuts uh this week this past weekend. Bro, them donuts turned out so goddamn good. <laughs> it was so good, bro. I uh, it's super easy, y'all. Just get you some uh, canned biscuit dough. Uh, try to go for the the less 
flaky ones, but I actually ended up using, I think, some flaky ones, and they worked out pretty well because you get a more of a cronut kind of texture, a little flaky mm. texture, and it, and it really does have, have have a nice bite to it. Yeah, that is what I use for the um for the uh, for the tuck turkeys. Word life, <laughs> and basically you just need something to cut out the middle, like make a donut hole. And uh, at first I was uh, I was trying to use my smallest uh, biscuit cutter, and it was far too wide. So then I switched over to my my Japanese jigger, which you know I use for measuring liquor. And that hole was perfect, and so yeah. I, I used that for to for cut cut my little donut holes out, and like I said, all of it fried up well. I made some cinnamon sugar donut holes, I made glaze, and I made a chocolate glaze. And that chocolate was it was like so phenomenal. And I'm just like, okay, clearly I can do this. I mean, not to be on my own dick, but I mean sometimes, bro, you gotta be like, okay, you can do this, and like, look how good that turned out, yeah. man. That looks real good. Shit. I made glaze, bro. <laughs> I made fucking donut glaze my, like myself, and it's like it really, it really turned out well. And then I ended up not actually teaching Lee how to make it because I started doing it, and then Lee ended up going with uh, Vanessa to uh, to uh, her people's houses. So because uh, Vanessa and had, you to, had go. to carry on. Yeah, but I had ta- I, I was like at least like this is what it is. This is how you do it, and they they had a, a, the general gist of it. But so that that's just how that worked out. Uh, all right, I got to tell you all this thing. Like I said, I'm trying to keep it tight, and I go, but I got stories I want to tell y'all. So I finally have an air fryer in the house. Mm-hmm. I did not buy an air fryer. Last week was Xander and his little lady's one-year anniversary. Nice. Oh. And she bought him an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> and it matches my toaster. You know I got a red-ass toaster, but it matches the toaster. She got him a red air fryer. It matches the toaster. And, and, my, and technically, my, 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 my blender is uh, also kind of black and red, so it kind of matches all my various appliances. She notices. Women yeah. usually do. True, true. But she got him a nice little air fryer, and, and I, I kind of, I'm, I'm, an air fryer is a convection oven. Yeah. We know that. It's just, an, it's, a, it's, an, uh, it's an oven with a, with a fan. And so if you didn't know that, welcome to the, welcome to the uh, party, pal. <laughs> and so, uh, but watching Xander and Lee just have a ball cooking, stuffing air fryer, making, what, making what? fries, chicken nuggets. That was the first thing that went down yeah. in there, fries and chicken nuggets? Yeah. But then I put, a, I had some pizza from a Master's Pizza around my neck of the woods. Master's Pizza, if y'all got one around your way. We, I do. Yeah. I like it, but I don't love it. I, I we had it once. Um, it was a while ago. I mean, we probably need to give it a try again. Yeah, I uh, I had some of that left over. I was like, all right, let me throw it. everybody talking about it. Let me see what this air fryer doing. It 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 melt. It did melt the cheese nicely, and and kept my crust doing what I needed to do. But it was nothing out. I, I, I could do that. Nothing. I'm not trying to talk shit about the air fryer. Everybody enjoy your air fryer. It's one of my house now, so clearly I I, I got one. But all the trickery I know how to do is I can I can I can crisp up a piece slice piece on the stove, yeah. put a little water in there. I can throw it in my regular oven because it still just takes it takes just as long. Yeah, my yeah my <laughs> tech my technique with warming up pizza on the stove top is low and slow. Yeah, like uh, turn it all the way down. Make sure you use one of your pots with uh with a top on it. Yep. Put it on. Let it ride for about seven minutes on low. Yep. The top would be um gooey and the bottom would be crispy. Yeah. But certain pizzas I don't eat Pizza Hut no more yeah. because that cheese tastes like paper <laughs> but Pizza Hut pizza is a microwave pizza in my opinion okay, yeah if you go heat it up though in the microwave yeah bro. because like the it's, it's a soft bite yeah so it's not something I'm putting in there to begin with but yeah every it, it seems like everything has its purpose like your oven 
you still need to make shit in there. Yes. Yeah, your air fryer is like uh, for warming up leftovers or fries and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and tater tots and hash browns in the morning. And the microwave, st- still, I mean, not king, but like a big joker. Like it's still pretty, it's still, it's still do its thing. Maybe the little joker when you think about yeah, it. Little, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, last, last story from your boy here. My uh, my youngest son Lee got his uh, learner's permit the other day, near where I'm at right now in, in my man's house, and I have to tell the story to to, to you the listener because my boys know it already. But so this is the third time, third time is the charm. The kid kept past it, and honestly, God, I was so it really made my heart flutter when he came when he came over. Dad, I passed, and he was so and he's like people were turning and looking like I'm like. <laughs> Like fuck y'all! This is a good, this is a big moment. So I hug my kid you know, in front of God and creation. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you did. Let's go, because you know you got to go around the bend to the backside to mm-hmm. go get your pitch take. And uh, yeah, that 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 DMV is a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, we go get everything handed over there, and I'm like, I need to go take these Oreos to Dan's house. Your first time on the road can be the Dan's house. It's super close. We can just make this little loop around the corner and go to Dan's house. No big deal. I'm like, that's perfectly fine for a, a first little adventure on the road behind the wheel. So we uh, get out onto this big old street here and uh, does fine. Keeps the car in the lane like supposed to. Everything's <laughs> going well. But we got to make a right turn. Kid hadn't made right turns yet. I've been only We've only been doing left. I know that seems weird, but we've been in parking lot, so you've just been doing left turns. So it's right turn, first time. And I... And um, I've been trying to experiment, trying to figure out what's the best way to word this to them so they understand what I'm saying to them when I'm saying how to turn this car. Because it's a hot, it's, it's 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 two tons of death, and and explaining to somebody how to how to manipulate that shit is is more challenging than you would think. Two tons of death, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> so uh, they make this turn right, and they just keep turning, which is nothing to it. Who cares, you know? The problem is they're turning and keep turning up onto the curb right in front of a police a, a police officer of the, of the city we're in right now and i was like Oof, they are definitely gonna come back and get us <laughs> i knew it i knew it right then and there i was like that's gonna happen i go but all right correct yeah, yourself people in the city get pulled over for far less yeah i'm like correct yourself come on let's get on let's let's push on down the road a little bit but be prepared they're definitely going to come back and get us and we get a little further up the road just a tidbit because they they're, they're trying to you know figure out how how to feather the gas and so forth, and uh, sure as shit, cops behind us whoop whoop in the lights, and I'm like okay, and I'm like pull over, and they immediately about to pull over right there. I go no, <laughs> you can't pull over here. That's somebody's driveway. What if they got to come out? I go go a little further, pull over, put it in park, click your fucking uh, hazards on, roll your window down, chill. Uh, officer comes over and is like hey, I, I noticed you kind of no no. What did officer say? Officer said are you learning how to drive? And he's like, yeah, I go, it's their very first time on the road officer. And he starts laughing and I just kind of giggle and Lee hands him his fresh off the printer of learner's license. <laughs> I hand him my license. So you know what I'm saying? he goes, okay, be careful. You know what I'm saying? You guys and so forth. And then like, just the officer gets back to his car. Somebody starts pulling out that driveway. So I, the advice I just given, like don't block somebody's driving because they <laughs> might be coming out came true, which is just weird. We, we push around a bend. Like, literally, if y'all know how close I am to what was, was so... Just... 
I could probably yell his name and he would have heard me. So close to my man's house here. <laughs> Damn, hell. <laughs> but he, like I said, Officer w- w- was very sweet, uh, very cool, and, I, and I'm glad that experience went well because, you know, they don't always go well. And uh, I was like, all right, for right now, you are a parking lot driver only. But I hadn't nailed that true. I, I, we went down. We were driving in the in the in the valley, which is we have these parks around us uh, in this neck of the woods. And I let them uh, do a little bit of, on the driving in the valley the other day, and they did fine. We drove a giant eagle over in my neck of the woods the other day. Hmm. They did they did fine until no. We drove to a different drive. We drove we drove to the one in my neck of the woods, and then we did one on the on the border of my neck of the woods. And on that one, I'm like, I want you to turn. I didn't make it clear how I wanted them to turn. And they like start turning turn left when I need them to go right. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? So I, and I'm like, I am trying my best to not grab the wheel from them because that's not what you want to do. You want them to, you know, learn. But in this situation, I was like, it is cars coming. You're going to turn into them. I, I literally had to just whip that wheel myself right quick. And they're, they're, they're okay with it because they know that it was a kind of emergency situation. And I'm not trying to do whatever. And they're like, we got this. We good. Let's work it out. And uh, so just been working on teaching my, 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 my youngest how to drive. Uh, is Lee going to go to driving school? Uh, so as, as we have figured out, if we keep good records of our driving track, uh, track we don't have to. We, we just have to get an uh, affidavit signed that says we've dri- we have driven for at least 50 hours and have kept track of it. So I'm kind of like thinking, no, because Xander was like, the dri- driving school was not necessary. It did not do anything for me. And I'm like, I trust you in that situation. Yeah, but. He's his own person. I know. No, not only that, Xander's a gearhead, though. <laughs> True. But I don't know. I have faith in him for situations like that. And his sibling does, too. Don't they just watch videos and shit? <laughs> Pretty much. And, like, they do some on street driving, but, like, my kid's already doing on street driving. And when it's all said and done, there. Uh, when when it's all said and done, I will have had them on the road more than that. that than the class will have mm-hmm. done anything for them. They'll. They, I'm. 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 We out here learning the signs. And in fact, you'll know they already passed that part of the test. When you go get. When you go do the driving test at this point, it's you just, just driving. driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you've already done the legal part of this. The rest of it is learning how to drive. Yeah, I, I just felt like uh, when I took driving school, and I, I took it as an adult. Yeah. Like. Um, it was the nuances of like different things I learned, like being able to, hey, you can make a, a left turn on, on a red light if you going up on a, uh, if it's a, it's oh, a one way street, yeah. Or like, hey, when you're stopping, um, when you're making a stop and a car is right in front of you, it shouldn't be like um, originally I thought, hey, it should be like a car length away. No, you should picture when um, when the car is in front of you. That car's steering um, rear tires being on your uh, on your um, on your trunk, mm. like that's how close you should be. Once you uh, you see their their tire in, that's close enough. Okay. So it was just little stuff like that that I thought was like, my mama ain't gonna tell me that. <laughs> but no, you know what? That 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 is some that's some wisdom that I hadn't even considered. Like the things that that's the, that's what it is. Right now, I'm trying to I'm trying to do better. Than I did with Xander. It's not that I did poorly with Xander, but Xander, Xander will tell you a story that I let him drive the first day he got his learners, and he was like, I had never driven a car before, but he but he had, he had like backed the, the folks out that drive a couple times, but he had mm-hmm. never been on the road. So he's wildly scared. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want uh, Lee to be scared by this or taken aback by it. I want, I want everybody to come just groove. You know what I'm saying? So I've been trying to be a little bit better about it. I've been trying to be better about how I word things. And I'm like, 
we want to make subtle adjustments with the wheel. I go, you want to turn toward I, I the, the 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 phrase I use is turn towards you or turn toward me. Yeah. And uh, and and adjust as accordingly. Yeah. Another thing about driving is driving is such a oh not a lonely. What's another? What's a good word for it? Uh, such a solitary individual experience. Very much. And so I've been as I as I have been driving, especially when I'm in the car with them. I'm like I'm trying to explain to them everything I'm doing. And as it turns out, I'm doing about a fucking hundred things. Yeah. And, and and with that point, that's exactly why I think driving school is necessary. Yeah. Because it's like all the things that you know, sometimes you don't know how to relay. Yeah. And somebody who teaches for a living probably does. Yeah, does know how to relay those little, the nuances. You're right. You, it is rare that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things like, I don't know. I know as a parent, it's like. It's so hard to say the shit that you do day in and day out. Yeah. When you can be like this, this person, like you said, you don't you you. I mean, you're doing a good job, but like I'm not going to grab the wheel because I'm not to do it. The person um, who's teaching knows that already, and they usually got a little hand uh, a little pedal right there for themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's a, a driving school is one of those things like. <clears throat> it's almost like generational wealth in the hood. It's kind of like you ain't going to driving school. I'm gonna I'm teach you. We gonna use grandma's little car because she got the smallest one, yeah, and yeah. we just gonna keep it pushing. But like, you know, one of the things um, I want to make sure, like I instill in the boys, is like the little stuff that I don't have to forcefully teach them. Yeah. So, but I just think it's a, I think it's a good idea. But that's yeah. something y'all can. Um, yeah, you ain't wrong. So. So like that's that that is that is what's up with that. Uh, again, like I said, there you go. I just want I want to share want to share them stories with y'all, you the listeners, and of course my homies. And so uh-huh. let us uh, kick push on. I got you a couple of amateur assholes. Uh, one of them was uh, did it get deleted? I think so. I think it got deleted, but somebody else had posted it in another uh, uh, forum on the Reddit. And so I got it, and the old one's still there with its commentary, so it's going to be a combination of things there. So we'll get to that one. And the other one I got is, uh, anyway, a hoot and a holler is what we're going to call <laughs> these. You know what I'm saying? So let me pull up my old Reddit here, and I'm going to go to my little saved. And, uh, man, I got so many, like, saved eminent assholes. I'll be... So here's the first one. Am I the asshole? Part of my daughter's daily chores include helping with her disabled sister. She says her sister shouldn't be her problem because we chose not to abort her. Oh. Rock. <laughs> like I said, this guy, uh, his, his, uh, he got basically suspended from Reddit. And I don't know from what for what, you know what I'm saying? But because of that then it uh, like basically blanks out the story, but all the comments are still there. So first of all, I'm, I'm going to read you the actual story because of course there's a copy of it. And so in your show notes, you'll see the word copy. That's the copy of this thing. And then you'll have the link to the comments if you want to go read through these things. So first of all, is this person an asshole for expecting his daughter to help with his disabled child? Yeah, <clears throat> because um, I don't know, especially when you say child, this is just, just my, my point of view. Mm-hmm. When you have a child do something that should be an adult task, they usually are, hmm, 
like if you ask them to do it, if they doing it on their own, that's something they want to do. Yeah. But if you have your child do something like, yeah, you got to help your brother because that's your brother. Yeah. That shit don't never work out. Yeah, it's hard for uh, kids to help out in situations like that. A lot of times they don't have the mental capacity to understand the situation. Well, yep, you got it right. You got it exactly what I was trying to say. Well, let me read to you guys and let's see what y'all think after you hear it. <clears throat> My wife, 39 female, and I, 36 male, have two daughters, Lauren, 14, and Jesse, 6. Jesse has Down syndrome. My wife homeschools her and really does an amazing job. However, there are things Jesse has been taught to do on her own, but there are things she struggles with. None of which are her are a fault of my wife or, or myself. It just comes with the nature of the disability. When Jesse was born, Lauren was very eager to help out. She always had some age-appropriate involvement. However, when Lauren hit her tween teen years, she suddenly became very obstinate about helping her sister. Currently, Lauren is assigned to help her sister get ready each morning by assisting her hygiene, brushing teeth, combing hair. Lauren is select. Lauren is to select and lay out Jesse's clothes for the day. The exception is if there will be an outing. Their mother will get Jesse ready. Saturday mornings only, just Lauren and Jesse cook breakfast together for the family. Jesse really looks forward to this. Her and I also have a have Wednesday nights for us cooking together. Lauren also has a has babysitting responsibilities. One Friday a month, my wife and I have a date night. On rare occasions when my wife and I need to leave the house together, Lauren is also expected to babysit. As far as chore <laughs> As far as chores not relating to her sister, Lauren is to vacuum the house every other day, keep her room clean, and help with her laundry. Lauren recently told a family member all that she is forced, quote, forced to do around the house with her sister. The family member pointed out she shouldn't be expected to help out with her sister because it's not her responsibility. My wife, exp my wife works very hard. She's entitled to a break. I work out of the house five days, often 50 to 60 hours a week, 60 hour weeks. Every night I come and I have things to do. It's just part of life. In her protests with the family member's support, Lauren said her sister shouldn't be her responsibility because we chose not to abort her. We both were extremely taken aback by the comment. Apparently, her friend's parents were pregnant with a Down syndrome baby and aborted to not cause a burden on the family. I told my daughter, I'm sure there were other reasons, maybe severe a severe heart defect. Maybe the doctors advised doing so. Lauren continued, to, continued on saying we should have aborted Jesse instead of assuming she'd become her lifelong caregiver. We've never uttered those words. We do not expect Lauren to dedicate her life to her sister. She's being dramatic. But yet her words hurt. I'm not against abortion. I just have never imagined someone, especially my own child, saying we should have aborted her sister. <clears throat> my wife is pretty upset with Lauren. She feels we need she feels we need to relieve Lauren of her chores related to Jesse. Lauren wants no part of her sister now as she only sees her as a chore. I'm thinking I might have subconsciously turned Jesse into a chore for Lauren. We've never referred to it as a chore, actually. It was just a, it was just simply helping out your sister. Lauren says it's very much a chore, though. So you've heard that now. Asshole seems strong, but like, yeah, yeah like, you know, I think they definitely fucked up. Yeah, it's um, what the child has said is definitely wrong. 
But at the end of the day, like, um, she's still a child. Yeah. She still needs some time to mature to the situation. And when she was little, when because she's 12 and the, and the youngest is six, everything's an adventure when you're six. Yeah. But doing something for six years, that shit doesn't, it doesn't keep on being an adventure. For sure. It, it becomes like um, a hindrance on her growth as far as like, hey, I feel like I want to be doing this, but I have to do this because you told me I have to do this. No matter what it is. Yeah. Because teenagers are so freaking angsty. It's like, you know, you know, she turns a mountain to a molehill clearly with, you know, with this new free thinking she's having and stuff. So, um, yeah. The, no, nobody's an asshole, but people need to, they need to get together and talk about it. For sure. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. All right. Uh, let's get to the comments. Uh, you're the asshole. As someone with a younger sibling with autism, yes, I did help my parents a little bit with things that are that are appropriate for siblings. But having Lauren help with hygiene, that is a thousand percent a parent's job. Also, your wife isn't entitled to anything you chose to have Jesse. If you want her to have a break, then you t- then you take care of Jesse or pay a fucking caregiver. Can Reddit sometimes go a little too hard? Yeah, to paint. I've been noticing that lately. Like, <laughs> am I the asshole? Has turned into more, um, everybody being assholes. It's like um, uh, I don't know, like a, a bunch of hurt feelings. <laughs> like, you know what? Just like that. That's a perfect example. My my brother or sister had autism. Guess what? Fuck you now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me scroll back. I saw one that was that seemed a little more genteel in its scope. Uh, yeah. Th- oh, actually, this one actually literally says I'm going to be gentler. Okay, so we'll read that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the asshole. I'm going to be gentler than a lot of other people will be. Lauren's reaction is a bit much, but it's because you've mixed acceptable levels ex- of expectation for an older sibling with chores and with family bonding. Of course, it was more fun for Lauren to help when, with Jesse when they were both younger. It was excitement of having. It was the excitement of having a new baby sister. Lauren was younger and less busy. You've converted fun activities for for child Lauren into de facto parent parental responsibilities for a much busier teen Lauren. Having her watch Jesse for one night a month and and the occasional time here or there that's okay. I'm saying that as an older sibling who did not like babysitting, occasionally helping out, especially if Lauren is free to make plans, is fine. Having Lauren as your default babysitter isn't. Having Lauren handle Jesse's morning hygiene and outfits, that's inappropriate. That's a parental activity. Your wife or you need to do that. That's not a sibling task. Making Lauren get up every week to make breakfast with Jesse, not okay. What teen wants to get up early just to make breakfast? Jesse's old enough to get that thing, get that things are changing, and you need to explain it. You as a father, making dinner once a week with Jesse is a nice parental bonding moment. It's not okay to force that type of parental responsibility onto your daughter. Jesse is barely old enough to have been in school and your wife needs to rely your and your wife needs to rely too much on your older daughter to make things more. This isn't sustainable. You need to figure out better short term care options for Jesse as well as your long term care plan that isn't Lauren. So that was a much nicer way of doing what you had to do there. So uh yeah, the guy's not I mean, asshole is far too strong. Just learn the need to be done there. And uh 
Um, and and he really did, like if you go through it and look at comments and stuff like that, he really did seem to take it on the on the heart. And was like, oh my god, I never really looked at it like this. Thank you guys for that. So some people who spoke like they had good sense got through to that man, and I hope I hope it did something for him. So there you go. All right, your last time of the asshole for the day. Am I the asshole for telling my fiance that he needs to pick a new best man? Mm. Hmm. It's always some wedding shit. Well, I love the wedding ones. You know I do. <laughs> it's the rom-com guy in me. Is this person an asshole, y'all? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say, uh, I want to say no so bad, but I'm going to say yeah. Fair enough. <clears throat> My fiance, Kevin, male, 28, and I, female, 30, mm. had initially planned to get married a few years ago. But due to the fact that the world was falling apart, we postponed it until things calmed down and our family felt safer at a big event we now set a date we've now set a date for this coming august and as we get closer more and more thoughts keep coming to me about how it should go my biggest issue is that kevin's best man is no longer his best man and is now his best woman Hmm. kevin and amy male to female 26 have been friends for a little over a decade and when they first met Up until two years ago, when our wedding was supposed to happen, Amy identified as a man. Kevin and Amy have always had a very close, almost sibling-like relationship. Kevin had been kicked out out, out by his mom at 17 and met Amy at work shortly after. She's been very close to him, and he told me multiple times that she's the closest thing he has to any family. Initially, Amy had planned to not come out to Kevin until after the wedding, But after finding out that the wedding was going to be delayed, she came out to him. Without consulting me, Kevin told her that it was fine with all of that, that he was fine with all of that. And if she was at a stage where she'd like to wear a dress when our wedding happened, that he would find her a dress that matched the colors he had for his groomsmen. Amy had been medically transitioning for about a year or less now. And Kevin told me that we need to find a dress, find her a dress. I don't have a problem with Amy. And I understand how close she is to Kevin, but our wedding is largely for my traditional family. Mm. Kevin has often said that this wedding isn't that important to him. And the only reason he's doing it is because it's important to me and my family. I know that my family would have a lot of issues with Amy, which I'm sure would bring out a lot of unwanted and or outright rude attention toward her. For this reason, I've asked my fiance to choose someone else to be his best man and request that Amy attend as just a guest. This has led to a large fight between the two of us with Kevin threatening to cancel the wedding if Amy can't be a part of the wedding party because he wants someone from his family in it. I'm trying to get him to understand the issue, the issues this will cause, but I'm not sure if he gets it. Am I the asshole? Man. hundred percent. 115 percent. Like, oh, man, we had it, it was another one a couple weeks ago where it was it was the meal one. Yeah. <clears throat> Where it's like these little problems. Well, I don't know. Just yes. Just yes. Just yes. You're an asshole. Like this person means something to the person that you're marrying. And they're being supportive. Fuck your, I mean, fuck your family. Are they paying for the wedding? I, I don't even care if they were. Because... The one part dudes get for their for the wedding, they get to pick their side of the wedding. Mm-hmm. 
Diddy, sure, it's 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 a, it's a trans woman, but it could have been any. It could have been just any woman. It could have been a, a cis woman. It could have been anybody. Whatever. That's his choice. It's the best part. It's like the one. It's like the one thing that like I'm okay. With, like you fully got to say on this one. I'm not saying we we shouldn't have say in our weddings as gentlemen, but I'm saying that's the one thing I'm like you definitely you get definitely get to do. Yeah. Sometimes you get to choose the cake, but you know, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is awful. This is terrible, and I and, uh, and uh, I'm not at one of this is not one where I'm like that y'all should break up. But I think he should be looking at you real close going forward. Because if you are going to choose your, it's always going to be something else with your family. Then this will be the first one, <clears throat> but it'll be something else every goddamn time going forward. I remember this will be a quick story. I remember. Um, my step grandmother's brother had Downs, mm. and um, it, she said they had a neighbor who was a desk pick with their brother all the time, and his first child came out with Downs. Wow! Not saying that like oh yeah, duh, but the thing is, it always seems to me when 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 someone has a big issue with something, and down the line. You're going to have to deal with it again. It's something like life is such a thing where it's like you never know what the corner's going to turn. Mm. And when you guys decide to have kids, what if your their, their, your kid is trans? Yeah. And or or gay or or any or, or questioning or any amount of things that could happen. And it's like and you just see that 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 little bit of non-support. Yeah. And you like. Yeah, I knew that shit at the wedding. <laughs> I knew that shit at the wedding. Yeah. So just this is a situation you might want to back away from. I hear you. Damn. Uh I just don't understand why like it should matter to people that much. And I guess like it's slightly hypocritical of me from me based on some stuff I've said in the past. But like that's just one specific, like minute thing. Whereas like I just don't understand the big deal on this. It's not like you're affecting anybody. Like, why do these people care? Like, let the man have his, have his, you know, family there. If that is who he considers his family to be. Yeah. You know, like you want support from your family and like you as their partner in life. Like you should want them to have support from their family. Like you shouldn't want them to hide the people that they care about to appease, you know, other people. Yeah. Oftentimes, uh, during this day and age, we see trans people, and uh, oftentimes we'll see the 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 best version thereof of a trans person. Like they might have had some feminization surgery for if uh, if they are transitioning to a, to a lady or so forth, and, and or or the other way for for you know people who transition to male and so forth and so on. And so we see in society the best versions of transitions, but not and not not best as in like better than. But I'm saying we see these examples where like the polished version. Of yeah, polish is a much better turn of phrase. And uh, this person might not be as polished and might not look as, uh, you know, how this person's family would expect a, a person to, to appear. And, and the reality of it is, is uh, how you identify uh, uh, might whatever you could you could identify as a woman and, and have a full beard. And that's OK. But a lot of people don't get that yet. 
I feel like we are in the midst of uh, that is a part of this country. I feel like we are really growing as the world. I'm going to say, but definitely in America right now, I feel like we are in the midst of some growth right here. It is a fucking growing pain situation right now. Trust me, because people is kicking and screaming about it. But I feel like we're people are, are starting to be like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But this is the thing, though. And this is one thing that's pointing out. It's her. She's worried about the procession of her parents. Yeah. So they'll never have growth. Yeah. They'll never be like. That's her. You know what? Honestly, God, though, that's her assumption. Mm. If they're never given the opportunity to grow. Yeah. Like I, I was watching uh, a Jim Jeffries special the other day that I've watched like a handful of times. Not his new one, which I might watch later if I don't fall asleep, but. There was, um, he's talking about his dad who's like 70 years old and how like his dad was telling him that like he finally came around and he voted for like gay marriage Mm -hmm. and, um, he was talking about like how some people in society he feels need to ease off of people a little bit with like the progressive stuff. Not, not to say that people should want equality for everybody and all that kind of stuff, but like, People grow at their own pace. Yeah. And you can't attack someone for like not 100% agreeing with everything that you think. Because he was like, oh, yeah, you know, like my dad came to my show and, uh, you know, like I told the the thing about him and he's like, his his friends were giving him, you know, shit about it and yada, yada, yada. And he goes, uh, someone brought up trans people to him and he's just like, nope. And then they're like, oh, you're transphobic, you're transphobic. He goes, hold on a minute. He goes, this man just became comfortable with gay people yesterday. Yeah. You need to give him time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 um, we, we have this idea, you know, we, we learn something we like, and we want to be, we're excited to share that, what we've learned with people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's literally a segment I do on the show now called Things I Learn on Twitter, because on TikTok, if I learn something, I'm like, I gotta tell people about this, it's so fucking dope. And you hope people will be like, yeah, it's kind of dope, T. But not everybody's gonna be like, everybody no, not, cool. not everybody's gonna be could be uh, like excited that the the Willie Mammoth existed with the pyramids. Some people were, some people ain't gonna be. And um, like I said, like my whole point being was like I said, this person is not giving their their parents the opportunity to grow, and uh, and is just trying to hide their 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 because if that's people, is that if that's family, then they're gonna be in their then your life. This they're, they're gonna bump into them at some point. Yeah, they they would have met them at the reception. They will have met them when y'all have kids, and 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 uh, and, and she is be this becomes the godmother, so forth and so on. Here, there, everywhere, it's a possibility at some point, and they might as well get a fuck over right here, right up front here. They'll meet at the rehearsal dinner because because uh, because because she'll be there, and that'll be where they at least get a chance. You know what I'm saying? That that is where they can begin. Yeah, because you know the the. I guess at this point, the best person they're going to be at the for the pictures. Yep. You like you said the rehearsal video, uh, or in the, I mean the picture, like they're going to be clicked up all day. Yep. <laughs> all day. It's a it's a whole thing. So, I mean, I know you. Shit. I know she might even feel the um, the bride might even feel like, hey, I don't want to be embarrassed all fucking day too. Yeah. So I understand that part of it. Like, my parents are gonna might say some wild ass shit all day, and I don't want to feel like that on my wedding day. Yeah. But you gotta buck up, Buttercup. For sure, for sure. Or like I said, just tell them, hey, uh, you cut that shit out, mom. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, uh, I want you to know that uh, Billy Bob Bob Brain's uh, best man uh, has has transitioned. They identify as a woman, 
and we're going to put some respect on their name at my wedding. Do you got that? And if you don't got that, you won't you, you don't need to attend. See, it, that's the way that I, I, and I realize that that's kind of antithetical to us saying we got you got to be easy on people. But it mm-hmm. is sometimes you got to be real with people. I'm, you can be easy, but also you can be like, you ain't going to be acting a fucking fool. Yeah, you, you can you can give them a soft warning like, hey, like, look. I would like you not to uh, not to make a thing out of it. Yeah. Then they start making a thing out of it. Hey, you're making a thing out of this. I told you about it. Yeah. And then by the third day, like you should have learned, and if not, like, hey, you probably need to go. I think like a thing is people need to be able to learn to disagree in silence to some yeah. degree. True. You know what I'm saying? You you don't want to have to give them a rap on the knuckles, but you have to be prepared to. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And uh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, we have. Uh, I think it's only the one. I want to double check. We have the one glow in the dark comedy. It's at the top of the key here. And uh, it's actually brief. You know, so oftentimes glow in the dark comments will get, you know, some paragraphs, but it is. You're the asshole. This is incredibly transformative. Amy's the best friend. And when your fiance chose, cho- cho- chooses her as his best man, you have to respect that. And so does your family. Your family is the problem, not Amy. And you should hold your fiance's back and support his decision if you want your relationship to last. Not in all things, but in some things, and in this case, that is co- that's the correct uh, way to look at this. You know what I'm saying you got you got to chill, baby. You got to be. You know what I'm saying get your family, get your family right, and not right in that they must all immediately be like okay with uh, all things uh, trans because they might never get there, but they can act like they got good goddamn sense. Yeah, it, it was um, <clears throat> something I seen not too uh, not too long ago. About saying like, "Oh, that's just who I am. I'm very direct." Like, no, you do you do not need to be me. We did one of those amateur assholes about that. This dude who was like who engaged in a radical honesty. Remember yeah, that? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, nah, bro. You can be you can be honest, but you can be uh, mannered. Yeah. So it ain't no need for that. But that's your amateur assholes for the week, man. Uh, quick little rundown of uh, the week's entertainment. Uh, you people, did you watch you people? I did. All right, I don't want to. So I listen to a podcast called "Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood." It's a podcast about uh, uh, helping or discussing uh, uh, people, uh, black people, and people of color uh, doing better in Hollywood, and they do this by reviewing movies. Uh, if you ever watched Astronomy Club on Netflix, you should watch. It if you had not. Uh, three of the guys from Astronomy Club are uh, are the, the 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 black men who can't jump who host that podcast. Okay, one of the three of them really had a problem with this movie. Was mad about it and and, and for multiple reasons. And I'm just like, I guess uh, one of them was just like, man, this this could have been different. That could have been different. He looked at it more like he was he was more mad about filmically than anything. And the other guy was like, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, I truly, uh, I'm a. As if long-time listeners, I and mean, of course my boys here, no, no, I'm a love romantic comedies, bro. It's my jam. Love those, love that kind of movie. And this was a romantic comedy that they they pretty much whipped up specifically for me. Yeah, hip hop and shit popping all through it. You know what I'm saying? They, it, it, uh, yeah, Eddie fucking Murphy, and I love Eddie Murphy and shit. You know what I'm saying? I think Eddie Murphy is the man who has always maintained the best mustache. <laughs> and I'm not a mustache guy, but Eddie Murphy and a mustache go they're synonymous. Yeah. So this movie is a uh, 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 what's my man's name? Kenya Burris and um, Kenya Bar- Ken- Ken Burris, who uh, who uh, is the creator of Blackish and uh, Black AF on Netflix. You should be watching that too. Uh, directed yep. the, wrote and directed this movie uh, with his uh, it is uh, Jonah Hill co-wrote and uh, 
uh, Lauren London star as as our as our uh, Romeo and Juliet type in this uh, in this uh, movie. Uh, their parents are Eddie Murphy and Nia Long. Great casting, though Nia was underused. Yes, very underutilized. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jonah's parents in this movie are David Duchovny and uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. David Duchovny is so goddamn good in that movie, <laughs> my man. <laughs> Let me tell you about Mr. Mr. X to the Z. <laughs> he really his role again, kind of underutilized, but what he what he did do just ate it up, right? Just chewed the scenery, and it was very fun to have that. And basically, it's like it's a guess who's coming to dinner, or or, or you know, what I'm saying guess who if you want to you know the remake of that kind of situation. Uh, Eddie Murphy or Lauren London's parents and Lauren London by proxy are are you know um, are. Um, Muslims, black Muslims, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, American Muslims, if you want, however you want to word that. Uh, Jonah Hill's people are Jewish, and uh, Jewish Jews, like practicing Jews, like like not just like socially Jewish people. You know what I'm saying? These are people who attend temple and so forth, and uh, they fall in love. They meet meet cute. So it's a fun meet cute too. I thought that was a very fun. These days I'm saying he gets in the back of her car and. Uh, He's like, she's like, you think all black women look alike? And he's and like, like, you literally look like And her. he goes, no, you literally look like her. And she looks at it. She goes, oh, shit. Yeah, she could be my twin. I'm so sorry. And they meet. They go out to dinner and have a good time. And uh, eventually, you know what I'm saying, they fall in love and uh, he's going to propose. And so his, in his in his overthinking, he ends up taking her parents to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, which is a place he seems to fuck with. Mm-hmm. But also kind of like, why are you trying to feed my people chicken? But then that's all that's some shit that we got to work on as people too. Shake that off, man. It's okay. Black folk do like chicken. Taking your taking somebody's parents to a nice or high end because Roscoe's a, has a nice establishment. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm gonna get into all that. Um, but Eddie Murphy's character is like, I don't fuck with this, and it's trying to it's basically trying to make uh, uh, Jonah's life hard. His mom, Jonah's mom, is uh, trying to do right, but she she's what I would call a smother. Um, not like uh, she's a, a bit of a meddler, like. She has honest intentions, but yeah. uh, kind of she's in she's blinded by her intentions. Yeah. The, one of the one th- one of the only things I, I had a problem with the movie is I did think, in my opinion, that Lauren London was a little bit mean to her, uh, to his mom at the uh, at the end. Yeah, just a tad bit. Like yeah. um, I understand where she was coming from, but Eddie Murphy was far more egregious than, for sure than. Um, than her well yeah because as, as you get through the movie they 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 get to rehearse for dinner eddie murphy uh has found out by attending uh uh their uh jonah hill's character's uh bachelor party which he shouldn't have done that's mm-hmm. also cliche by having attended this he finds he finds out that jonah hill has done a lot of coke and, and shit uh, <laughs> yeah so much coke that at some point he uh uh, passed out and shit himself from his cocaine use, <laughs> and uh, so Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy basically could have lit him up at the rehearsal dinner, but he didn't. And he says, basically, Eddie Murphy's like, "I did that for whatever. I did that for my daughter or some shit like that." There, but he's, he's stupid. He's super. He's been superseded to, to Joni Hill this whole time, taking him to a crib barbershop in a red uh, uh, hoodie, taking him to a basketball court where he thinks he's gonna get clowned out on, and it turns out Joni Hill's character can play basketball pretty mm-hmm. well, and has and he has a good time, so forth and so on. And so Eddie Murphy's character is just egregious. And Jonah Hill's mom is just a bumbling fool. You know what I'm saying? She's trying to do right, but she's not pulling it off. Because she's just like, can we talk about the police? And I'm like, like, look, man, we don't do that. It's unnecessary. She just she goes over in, in, in how she's trying to react and act with uh, Lauren London's character. 
But like I said, I like Kenya Bears' work. I love Blackish. Uh, I like Black AF. Again, you should watch that. It's on Netflix. Real good show. Hope that it's it's been it's been greenlit for a season two. I don't, just don't know when it's gonna come around. Um, but I ended up enjoying the movie, and then people started. Somebody pointed out some some like New York DJ pointed out like they didn't even kiss at the end. If you look real close to their mouth, they just morphed them together and blah blah blah. And uh, people pointed out that well, you know, Lauren London uh, was partnered with Nipsey Hussle, who passed away. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, and she was violently taken away from her. Yes, like um. Like, she, you can even tell, like, the difference between her and, like, her now, like, even her appearance now in between the film and, like, she's just now getting comfortable in her own skin. Like, um, yes, she decided to do a movie, but, like, she got to put food on the table. For sure. Um, And, like, she was going through some shit. So what? They CGI'd a kiss. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's my point. It's like, she might not have been comfortable with that. And the fact they found a, a workaround... That's fine. And two are like, damn, we've got no chemistry. I disagree. I thought they had a fun chemistry. I thought it was real fun. You know, they don't show them kissing during the whole movie. And I'm like, it's like that, that's things that like this that, that was being pointed out in that Black Man uh, podcast episode. I'm just like, I get it, but none of this made me upset. I wasn't sitting there watching that movie mad that they I were. I didn't even notice until you just said it. Yeah, of course I you didn't did. notice because it's not something you would notice. It's something that, that, that people are going to notice when they want to look for something to be mad at this movie about. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's one of those things where like, when you you want to find something wrong, if if your girl wants to go through your phone, no matter what she's gonna find, she's gonna want to find something. Something's gonna be wrong when she's looking through it. Yeah. So that's that's just what it was. My man was mad and was gonna be mad, and that's okay. But again, that's what they do. They review movies from the perspective, you know, saying of, of actors of, of, of people of color and and how they do and so forth and so on. So I get it. He wanted to be mad about it. He's mad about it. That's fine. But I enjoyed it. It's a romantic comedy. It's a fun romantic comedy. Uh, uh, longer than I would think most shows, movies would go. You know what I'm saying? It, not, romantic comedy should be about 90 minutes. Yes. Two yeah. hours is a lot. Yeah, that, that, that bad boy, they could have smooth took out a, a, a half an hour. Yeah, but where would you have made your cuts at if you could? Okay, so... Um, I don't know. I'll have to. I, I'll come back to you. Very good. Uh, in the end, uh, of course, I'm saying uh, uh, more that podcast stuff. They could have took that out. Like that whole that that whole intersection when they're talking about well, black people and white people ever really get along? Yeah, that yeah. You probably you probably could have dipped that out. But I guess but 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 it was necessary plot wise because of course her dad hears it because he's sitting there with his with his uh, with his brother who called him Woody and my name is this. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. yeah, that, was, that was good shit too. Um, it's like, hey, I've been listening to his show, man. He really, he know what he's talking about. He's a good dude. And you probably should be fucking with him. And the fact that you're not fucking with him is kind of bullshit. And I'm like, okay. I, I like it that. I like, again, Kenya Barris, man. I like what Kenya Barris does uh, production-wise and writing-wise. And a lot of people be mad at Kenya Barris. A lot of black people be mad at Kenya Barris. And I'm just not one of them. Does Mike Epps just play the same role in every movie now? Who he Mike is. Epps pays Mike Epps. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, how, how many, you could say that about just about everybody, though. Like, Kevin Hart plays Kevin Hart. Yeah. The Rock plays The Rock. Um, Anthony Hopkins plays Anthony Hopkins at this point. Yeah, certain people just they, they they they. It's what you want. It's what you bring them in for. Yeah, like I've literally brought you in here f- to do this. Like Anthony Hopkins, I need you to do some British shit with some <laughs> class, with some slightly slightly Hannibal Lectery. Yeah, slightly just <laughs> sprinkle a little Lecter in there, not a lot. I want you to wink at the camera because they know you <laughs> Hannibal Lecter in that last movie. Yeah, so uh, I liked it. And I would tell you if you have, if you are so inclined to enjoy a romantic comedy and just want to see some shit, go ahead and give uh, you people watch and tell us what you think about it. Uh, I'm watching Shrinking. 
Mm-hmm. I'm all the way caught up on it. I really enjoyed the show. Yes. I wanted to know what had you, what 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 had what was leading to your such vexations about it? What had oh, got I, you? No, no, no. I don't like those first episodes of Apple TV shows where it's like, oh, it's a beautiful morning. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like being emoted through music overly. Yeah. Like I love, like okay, I love when you play a great song at the beginning. Let me know it's great. Yeah. A good song in the middle, like to show it I'm with you. And then when the credit goes black, you play a banger. Yeah. I don't need songs like all the way through. Yeah. That that bothers me. I I can tell is it's a shrink. Um, it's the same flu, um, exact formula as Scrubs. Yes, and of course it's it's, it's that it's it's the guy who made Scrubs. Yeah. The, so the old gravelly dude that act like he don't care but really does. Yeah. You got the you know um, attractive females throughout the show that say funny stuff and yeah. are are. Um, on their uh, feminism at the same time is it's, it's, it's scrubs. It's, yeah. Uh, but, you know, like you said, it's, it's made by the same people. Yeah. So, uh, Brett Goldstein, who plays uh, Roy Kent, writes on that. Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted Lasso, writes on it. And uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's everybody who makes Ted Lasso getting together to make another show. Uh, it's got my man Marshall from a uh, big um, from a uh, How I Met Your Mother, Jason Segel. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a uh, old girl who used to be on Drew Carey show. Uh, Christina and Scrubs. Was she on Scrubs though? Was yeah. she on Scrubs? She played um, the the lead doctor, the grumpy doctor's wife. Oh yeah, they were divorced, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So she's she's fun to have on that show. So I, it's. <laughs> It's a good show. It's on Apple TV. It's, it, it airs weekly. Uh, four episodes are out uh, as we record this. Uh, I might put the show up tomorrow, y'all. Uh, be aware. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, but maybe. And if not, you get it next week and whatever. And by that time, five five episodes will be have been uh, up. And it's uh, I think it's I think it's something you should check out. I think it's a very good show. I, me and my partner watch it, and I mean we don't we don't jive a lot with with TV. It's like zombie shit. <laughs> or um, like romantic stuff, but um, we're, we're watching this together. Like we tried a, a bunch of other um, Apple TV shows, just like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. but she ain't said that about this. Right on. Um, speaking of zombie shit, uh, the last of us on HBO is still the shit. I wish Daniel was caught up because I would, I would I would speak more into it because Daniel hadn't played the game, so it actually comes from a different perspective than me and Anthony. Uh, these last two episodes uh, were directed by the same guy, uh, Box, so I think you're gonna have a good time with them. They'll be a, they'll they'll be real good to watch back to back. Yeah, these these episodes are awesome. I have beaten the game again, probably since we last talked. Um, like it's the stuff that they do different. It's like uh, uh Neil, uh, what's his name, Neil Druckmann. Yeah. So what his his I'm trying to um quote him warmly what he said is we only changed the stuff that i know would have been better yeah like um me and t we didn't have a like not not or i guess uh not we we talked about um before i seen the episode i agree i disagreed about um them changing the age of the little dude yeah but after seeing it i was fine with it but the main thing they changed about it i loved it yeah man it's that episode was. <laughs> I knew it was, but when I when I heard this that they were making this show, yeah, I knew when they did this episode, I was gonna fucking cry when they before they even started because they made me fucking cry and I played the game. Yeah, um, 
Uh, speaking of which, I, I started playing the game again. I, I, Last of Us Part 1 on the PlayStation 5. It's the updated version of the Last of Us game, which eventually, originally came out on PlayStation 3. Uh, that game still, at the, its beginning, still bores me to tears. And right now, I'm at the boring part of that game, and therefore, I, it, 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 it cannot, it's not doing nothing for me. You have to get past that, that first part of, uh, basically, you got to get out of Boston. And that's when that game takes off. Like a shot, it takes off after that. Uh, you mean like right when uh, when Tess died? Yeah. Is where, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, that happened in the movie and, and the game. So the show and the game. So you, you can say that. Uh, yeah, it's because um, you don't even have all your faculties and shit. Like you don't even have everything you need yeah. until it happens. So it's a, it's about a three-hour beginning. It, it becomes a, a boring uh, uh, uh Run and gun kind of uh, and, and and a stealth shooter at the beginning of that game. And uh, the first time I played, I was like, "This is this y'all king? This this y'all telling me it's so damn good?" But then, when you, like I said, when you once you get past that part, and I'll get past it eventually, I know I know that that game gets good. Yeah. Uh, what I am been playing a lot that got good right off the rip is the Nintendo had a, 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 a Nintendo Direct last week. And they just stealth dropped Metroid Prime Remastered. Metroid Prime came out on the GameCube back in 2002. It's one of my favorite games ever. It's one of the greatest games ever. Time, like, honestly, got a top 10 game. Like, one of those type of games. And they remastered it for the Switch. And they dropped it right then and there. Like, you could buy it digitally right then. And they have it physically available next week. I bought it uh, digitally. And I bought it physically, too. All I got to do is go pick it up when it comes out. Because it's one of those situations. one of those games I, that I have that much love for. It's an amazing game. And they did a great job on it the iron galaxy helped with the remaster they go through it they cleaned it up it, it still runs at 60 frames per second it's gorgeous they did all this texture work and this lighting work and so forth so it plays great it looks great it still gets me confused and backwards sometimes and shit and i still be having a good time because i just figured out something today that i was like that i was kind of uh fussing with before i came over here and i was like all right i'll give me some more rock missiles and come back and finish this off but it's it's a fantastic game. It's like I said, top. It's already it was already a top ten game, and this remaster is just as much. And it's, it's reviewing very well. It's like ninety seven on Metacritic and, and and Open Critic and so forth. It's really well reviewed. If you got a Switch, it's forty bucks. It's only it's only forty bucks. They they sell it at a player price. Physical release comes out next week or tomorrow, if as you hear this, depending if I edit this tonight. And, <laughs> and like I'm as I as I think about, it, I'm probably not going to edit this tonight. So you're probably not going to get a show in this week. But you don't know that because you got the show leaks this week. <laughs> Time, you know what I'm saying. But if you have a Switch and you get and you and you fuck with it, uh, Met, and Metroid Prime on a Switch is fantastic. You can buy it digitally. You can go buy it physically. It's amazing. You should get down with that. That's all I've been fucking with entertainment-wise. What y'all got besides uh, what we just discussed? Uh, I watched Uncharted. What do you think? I thought it was okay. You got to play that game. <laughs> uh, a good chunk of, the, uh, of Uncharted 3 seems to be in that movie. And Uncharted 3 is a very good game. Mm. So all the Uncharted... I think I, I like Tom Holland. Yeah. No fucking crazy. Yet again, I know we just said this a few minutes ago, but Tom Holland really doesn't play Tom Holland. Like, he plays Spider-Man in every single movie, but just a different version of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel Marky Mark should not be the character he had played. If you played the games, you'd know. And you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy is not Marky Mark in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. Just terrible casting right there. It's, it's a funky casting. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah, I watched, uh, like you guys alluded to, two more episodes of The Last of Us, but I'm two behind still. What did you think of the Bill episode, Bill and Frank? I thought it was very emotional. Yeah. Um, it was... This is where, like, watching actors that you know for other roles do different things. 
sometimes it's hard to unknow them from the other yeah, things. Yeah, because that's know? your boy, boy. Yeah, it was hard for me watching Ron Swanson getting his 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 DS'd by another man. <laughs> you know, I like I, I turned to my buddy when we were watching. I was like, "Is that Tammy 3? <laughs> joke, I joke. I fully but, don't get, um, but I kind of get. You know what I'm saying? Context yeah. clues. <laughs> but uh, the, the, I mean, the story itself was like very interesting and the uh progression of their life together like how this like world catastrophe brought these two people together in such a beautiful way yeah um yeah it was it was an interesting uh i would say it's like a story that you don't usually see in shows like because a lot of stuff is like very formulaic and this was an interesting take on something yeah um and it was they gave it enough time in the episode two for it to kind of breathe and suss out its its whole arc. Yeah, so that was nice. Um, Ezra Miller is crazy as hell, but that Flash trailer looks insane. Mm. It looks both insane and too much. Unga Pachka. It's, it's it's like three Batman's in that movie, and I know you're saying you just had three Spider Man, you loved it. Well, yes. They gave me a lot of setup for that. This is out of nowhere. <laughs> you, you know, you know what part got my dick hard is uh, when I seen that Batmobile. Yeah, when I seen that Batmobile, I was just like, "This nigga can bite as many people as he wanted to park." <laughs> that and the Batwing being used as an airplane. You know, what I'm saying we only got the Batwing flying up in this in the sky in Batman uh, Returns or Batman, Batman, and going up against the moon to make the bat symbol. Like, yeah, it's pretty sweet. And then coming down and collecting the balloons and of the Joker. So that was Batman. That was Batman, Batman, eight, eight and nine. But we didn't get to see it being an airplane because, of course, they couldn't afford that. So, like, now we get to, like, see the Batwing, Batwinging and the Batmobile mobiling and so yeah. forth and so on. It's a very exciting time. I, I was uh, excited, too, because I thought when they canceled Batgirl that that meant that, like, Michael Keaton wasn't going to be Batman any, again. Like, yeah. I didn't know that he was in this movie. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So they pretty much fucked up her universe because he was in it. But... Man, that is. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a. I, I don't run a studio. All I know is I was really pumped to see that Batmobile. Uh, my kids haven't seen like the latest iterations of Batman, mm-hmm. but he has seen like that version of Batman. Eighty nine Batman. Yeah. Nice. So like, it's something I can cheer up my kid. I don't know if we're gonna watch that or whatever, but. I was pumped to see. I was real pumped. Yeah, shit, to see I finally it. watched Batman '89 a couple months ago. Oh shit! Yeah. I'd seen bits and pieces as a kid, but I never sat down and watched it from beginning to end until like sometime last year. Yeah, yeah. It's it holds a really, really special place in my heart. Not only because like I was seven <laughs> or eight, but like fucking Prince did the soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean, they're good movies. Um, like the like. I fucking love Danny DeVito. Like I love like that whole the whole those whole set of movies. So yeah, it had to have been longer than a couple months ago because I think I was still working upstairs at the time. I, I might be wrong, but because I remember I marathoned it one day. Like I watched the uh, '89 Batman. I watched Batman Returns. I watched uh, Batman Forever. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Those. Yeah, like I watched them all in like one day. Yeah. Man, those movies got progressively worse in a way that's like your you, your return and investment with those motherfuckers was like wow, <laughs> it just really fell off a cliff. I'm I'm just thinking just in my head, scandalous. That Bruh, is a fucking about you and me. That is a song from a fucking soundtrack. That song is 
Perfect. They were so mad about it. So Warner Brothers was so mad about what he brought to that to that fucking soundtrack. And then of course it's one of the greatest Prince albums ever made. You should have. You should go get you the Batman soundtrack. It's kind of amazing. I'll, Bat Dance better than it has any right to be. I was at the record exchange. I seen it on vinyl. I picked it up. I bought it. I got home. Then I realized how much I paid for it. That's how much I fucking. <laughs> <made>. <laughs> Nice. Uh, uh, what else besides uh, 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 of of this this flash trailer that got you uh, got you goat? Um, I don't know. Like I was kind of excited to see this Ant Man movie, but like it's reviewing like as like meh. I can't trust these people lately because they what it is is a lot of these, a lot of these people who were so who were down MCU back in the day have decided that now they're gonna this when they're gonna make their turn against it. Mm. I like MCU movies and I like them for what they are and I take them for what they are and no more than that. And not only that, like, the Ant-Man movies, to me, in my opinion, and this is saying a lot, are like my third favorite set of the movies. Yeah. Like, it seems like, especially like how things are going, people, the new good thing is the shit on Marvel movies. Yes. Like, instead of being like... uh, I mean, objectively speaking, though, this Phase 4 hasn't been stellar. Well, this is Phase 5. It's beginning of Phase 5. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, up until this point, these last, like, you know, like two two years or whatever, like, ever since Endgame, it's been a lot of, like, meh. It's like, but it was Endgame, bro. Like, that's... I know, it's, I, it's, I know it's, not it's impossible to come back to be, from. like, on that level, but, yeah. like, Thor Love and Thunder was just, like, okay. Like, I thought it could have been better. I can't, like, I can't agree with you with that. I, like like Shang Chi was okay. It didn't like wow me, but it was okay. I guess part of it's because I didn't like Aquafina, but like say I I get what you said, but like the, Thor, Eternals was horrible. I, like I, I didn't even like I I've watched it, but I didn't see it. Like like most of the properties that I feel like aren't like uh, like. Uh, you know, I think part of it too is there's like so much shit all over the place right now. It's like. I don't know who's important, where they're coming from. It's like they they put out a movie and then they like surprise you with the character at the end. They're like, "And we got this guy," and then I'm like, I, I don't "All right, know cool. Where are they gonna come back? Twelve movies from now?" Like <laughs> I remember at the end of the one Guardians movie, where it was like, "Oh, this is Warlock." Adam Warlock. And yeah, he comes back in Guardians three. I know, but it's just like it's been like how long ago was that? Like what, six years ago? Wow, it's been a couple <laughs> of years at least for sure. For- yeah, but like I mean, I, and I understand that, but it's just to the point where. I still feel like the cool thing is to be like, even within the MCU with Anthony Mackie talking shit, like to talk bad about these movies that are giving people pleasure. I, I don't think Adam Mackie was talking shit about like Marvel exactly. I think he was talking about the way that Marvel has warped the viewer's perception of movie going. Like, remember in the 90s, like you would like. Oh, the new Will Smith movie's out. Mm-hmm. Didn't even matter what the fuck it was. But people were like, oh, man, I'm going to go see the new Will Smith movie. It's like, if you were to be like, oh, the new Anthony Mackie movie's out, I'd be like, who the fuck is that? I know who I know who he is. Yeah. Because, like, we're talking about him. But if, like, you didn't, if I didn't know the actor's name who played that role, I'd be like, oh, you mean Falcon? <laughs> I, and like I said, I do understand that point. But I, I, I still kind of feel like we still have those stars like it's it's will smith's fault <laughs> that we don't say oh 
I can't wait for that new Will Smith movie because he hasn't been picking great projects. Now, people still say that about Tom Cruise. No matter what's going on, people want to see Tom Cruise run. Tom Cruise is still running. Um, I know we don't got a new Tom Cruise yet, uh, but... Do you think maybe it has something to do with, like, not necessarily just the Marvel movies and and the way they've changed perception... But maybe the way that we as a society consume media, exactly for sure. All this, all this comes from you know saying so how social media interactions work. Uh, three years of fucking COVID and how we how we interact with uh, how we interact with entertainment in general. It's a it's a weird time right now. You know what I'm saying? Movies are not making the money they once did. Yeah, it seems like shows are like more must watch than well, like we have so many more options now too. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, think about like uh, what's his name? Michael Majors? Is that who plays uh, Kang? Oh uh, yeah, I know. Jonathan yeah. Majors. Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, yeah. That motherfucker's got like four movies out right now. Yep. Yes, <laughs> it's his time. Yeah. And I'm and, and and like I said, he he finally put he put in all this work, and finally everybody's like, oh yeah, he's really he was really good in Love for Well, okay, well let's let's start getting yeah, like, shit. I just saw the, the. I mean, I know that movie came out a little bit like two month or two ago, but he's in the, the like the Top Gun knockoff. Yeah. He's got Ant Man coming out. He's got Creed three coming yeah. out. Yeah. I think Ant- he was just in something else too. Yeah. He he's he's a great actor. If you haven't seen um the the last man in San Francisco would uh, he's so great in that movie. Um but I see what you're saying. It's just like okay, everybody in my house is going crazy about Wednesday. Like everybody the loves the Netflix that. show? Yeah, the Netflix show. Like be funny if it was the day of the week, though. But everybody's crazy about Wednesday. It's <laughs> wacky in the house. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's the way we take in media is so different now. Like my last resort is watching movie, especially a movie that's over two hours. Like I don't have to. I don't have time for it. Uh, like when you're go- and when I go to the movies, guaranteed eighty percent. I'm fucking falling asleep. I I I I I've been better about I've been but I did but you know, I remember I told you I went to go see everything everywhere all at once the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, a few weeks back now, and I definitely uh, fell asleep in the theater. But it was nice. I could just snuggle yeah. up against Vanessa. It's it was cool. Very comfortable. It's nice. You got some nice seats. <laughs> yeah. You probably had some popcorn. You're halfway full. They're <laughs> going to sleep in a movie. It, it's bound to happen. Yeah. I don't do it too often, but like I said, I definitely did it in that situation, and I felt fine about it. Love that movie, and and again, I want I want the French Steel book because this French version that, but I'll end up with it. But still, I hope they I hope they just give me a nice little re-release of it or a nice little nice like, Criterion version or some shit of it, man. But can't call it. God, that movie's so good. Anything else in the in the, in the realm of you? And you've been watching a lot lately, so I haven't really been watching a, a lot. It was more out of uh, sleeping and a lot of uh, sports. Yeah. And then a lot of discomfort. Uh, uh, man, I was uh, I was I was both disappointed and happy about the Super Bowl because the Eagles are my squad or my NFC squad. Just have been forever. I, I've said it before it's because they 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 always had a black quarterback and I fuck with that. But my mom was from Kansas Kansas City, so I was like, well, if she happy, that's fucking dope. So I, I was okay with them uh, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Rihanna's halftime show was lovely. Uh, it was neither. Uh, it was the second most halftime show ever, which is kind of dope to hear. What I just found out recently is that the halftime show, as it is, the the expanse of it as a thing, is because of uh, In Living Color's color. halftime shows that I used to watch on Fox all the time. I watched all them shits. They did it every year for a few years. 
And that was the shit. And I used to love watching them. And I didn't realize that that had pulled so much attention away from the Super Bowl or the halftime show, which used to be old school, like marching bands and shit, that they, they had to bring in Michael Jackson the next year. You know what I'm saying? Was, like, back then, it was so many. Like, in Living Color, did it. It was like the Puppy Bowl. Yeah. Um, until my uh, until Michael Jackson hit the stage and brought it back, like, you never watched yeah, the halftime one year show. wrestling had a match. The halftime heat. Yeah, the Rock yeah. versus Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was basically, that, that the halftime show was when you went to eat. Yeah, and and now now it's become like this. I, basically, it was a Rihanna concert surrounded by some football. Yeah, it was. Uh, she did a damn thing, bro. She did her. She just did a whole medley of her hits, and it was so good. How you gonna do, bitch? You better have my money first. Yeah, first, and and pull it off. Like I said, I'm like, okay, right on. Still that pregnant too. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at her belly the whole time, and I was like, "She pregnant." I'm like, "That's not that's not like baby weight." I'm like, "I'm like, she might be pregnant again." And then, of course, by the time it was all said and done, she, they announced that her purposes were like, "Oh yeah, she pregnant again." Rocky couldn't wait. Hey, I couldn't wait. Again. That she, God, I want them baddie baddies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> tears with the tears right there. The Cavaliers, as I checked earlier, were getting their ass crushed. Let's see if it got any better. Damn you, Danny Green. What the, yeah, uh, that actually is something I want to ask you about. What the hell is Danny Green doing back here? He's just body. Uh, he ain't gonna do much. Yeah, we're losing by seventeen points. We will lo- we will probably end up losing by seventeen points. Just deal with it. <laughs> uh, the one thing I, I guess I've been watching is the Detroiters on uh, Paramount Plus. Um, with T Mobile, you get a free full year of it. Hmm. Um, Did you finish Poker Face? Yeah, I mean, I'm caught up. It's like um, I'm only uh, one episode in. So, oh yeah, Poker Face is Murder She Wrote meets Quantum Leap. I like it a lot. Whoa, uh, that's a dope description. Yeah, it's it's a, it's really really good, and it's like you know how the first couple episodes of um uh, the Last of Us like is is different every week. Like the first couple weeks, like there some backstory or something that. You don't know what has to do with the show, mm-hmm. but like the first couple minutes of Poker Face is like that too. It's like um, they just do a cold opening. Yeah, and cool. what's so dope about it is I know you've seen the first episode. Yeah, I got to the point of like the murder in the second episode. Yeah, the, the first. Yeah, it's like the first episode is a full fucking movie, a full movie that could be a standalone movie, and then every episode after that is like a sprinkling of. That, well, not really sprinkling that, a, a whole nother, um, you know, part two. It's so 70s. And like, like where, um, it's such a good show. Uh, it's, it's so many, it, it touches so many different genres. It's like, I say it's like 70s and 80s because like every week, uh, Ben Vereen is on this episode. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, you know, they bring in a new star, they bring in a new plot. Um, and every every week you don't know how she's gonna come at it, and it's it's a really good show. Poker Face is so good. I don't know why it's on Peacock. <laughs> nice. The uh, you know uh, uh, Twisted Metal is gonna be on Peacock. With speaking of Anthony Maggie mm-hmm. and the homeboy uh, Mike Mitchell over the Doughboy, so Samoa Joe's gonna be on that show. Yeah, he's uh, he's Sweet Tooth. Mm. Yeah. He's also going to be in the uh, Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. He's King Shark. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, if y'all have not watched the Harley Quinn of, of Valentine's Day special, bruh, 
Yeah, I got. I'm, I'm going to watch it soon. It's so good. We watched it last night. So part of my Valentine's situation is like we don't fuck Valentine's Day, but we end up both getting each other Valentine's Day stuff. How weird is that? We don't fuck with it, but then we fucked with it this year. As it turns out, as Vanessa pointed out, we seem to fuck with every about every five years. So this is just that fifth year. And she gave me this sweet ass uh, Ted Lasso themed card. So we watched that episode of Ted Lasso, so I could so she could see what the card was based on. And we watched the Harley Quinn uh, uh, Valentine's Day special, and it was amazing. I'm, I can't wait till that show comes back uh, in the fall f- fully for an, an, a whole new season of that shit, because that show is so good. Don't watch with your kids. Mm. Or watch with your kids. I don't care. I don't, you raise your children how you want to, but I'm, I wouldn't. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there you go, people. Uh, that's 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 been an episode. It technically went longer than I intended, but yeah, that's, you got a pretty decent sized chunk of show right there. There you go. That's what's up. You know what it is. Rate, review, subscribe, share all the good shit. I tell you at the beginning of the show every week, so I really don't need to tell you here at the end. But I got it. just in case. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is. Uh, give us a call two one six two six four six three eleven. That's two one six two six four six three eleven. And it dawns on me that we have just that. We have some phone calls. So I'm going to play those in two. Do we got phone calls or text? We have two phone calls and a text. Oh, nice. Uh, text messages from my man WJK, who uh, technically, Anthony, the, uh, the answer came in late, but he answered the question. So I'm like, I'm kind of like willing to uh, okay. uh, award him the thing. And his answer was, I know it's still, I know it's late, but is it Ben Affleck? You know it's late, but you're right. The answer to Chester Store, I mean Chesterfield's Dollar Store <laughs> trivia, is Ben Motherfucking Dunkin' Donuts Affleck. There you go. So uh, you won yourself a a, 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 a pack of um, uh, what shit's the most Oreo? The most of Oreos. We were going to review the most Oreo, and uh, as it turns out, we are all trying to be better about ourselves. I think we're retiring Oreo reviews from Stay Scrunchy and Milk unless a real special ass Oreo come around or they bring back Fruity Crisp or, Oreos. Or the <laughs> fact that with that one, you can only eat one calorically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's um, it's 110 all by itself. Um, like, we'll get you we'll get you a prize pack together um, if you would um, send to your address and then we'll, we'll go from there. There you go. That is what's up. Of course, we have two voicemails from the one and only April, and uh, I, I'm not at home, so I, I can't I, I cannot play them from the computer from here. So I'm going to play them from my phone. Uh, so forgive me if these don't play as easily or as well as they should. I'm going to hold this up to the microphone, and uh, here we go. Um, you were talking about going to different countries and guys in speedos. <laughs> and I had this fantastic idea for you guys. Maybe coming out with a calendar and each of you having on a speedo <laughs> and having different things in front of you strategically placed, you know, like... Um, with uh, Tatum, I think it's his shoes, his <laughs> lunch, his collection memorabilia, and, you know, your album um, with, um, dang, I can't think of the other guy's name off the top of my head right now. Um, <clears throat> but you can just do different things. Um, 
just make them smaller, put them by a crotch or something. <laughs> you know, make them sexy, just, you know. And um, us, the same country family, would definitely buy them. Um, <laughs> just putting ideas out there for you guys to make money. And, <laughs> um, we'd love, love to see it because... As much as you guys talk about our penises, maybe you know, <laughs> some ideas. Other than we don't talk about our penises. Uh, maybe not. But hey, um, I'll be the first. And if y'all need any help, you know, get this venture to start up, I can put five on it. <laughs> Just letting you guys know. Um, have a great rest of your day and love the podcast. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Yeah. So today was the only day, probably in years, that we probably talked about our like our own dick. I said that bat, uh, the Batmobile made my dick hard, <laughs> which you know I was joking, um, and I had to get a dick counter in there somewhere, right? That's the second person today that suggests we do a calendar. Yeah, uh, that, the fact that it happened uh, back to back like that really, uh, yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe say something. But April called us back, and here's that message again. Let me see if I can get that to play without. Oh, wait a minute. Hi, this is April again. So sorry, I forgot uh, Kate's name off the top of my head. And uh, I just want to say that when you guys have suggestions for certain things, I do watch our, uh, I don't say gay, but my husband knows that um, because I'm watching The Last of Us. And he is like, well, did the state crunchy people or uh, Rod and Karen say anything? Because that's the only way you will watch it. And I kind of laughed because I'm like, yes. But, you know, I thought it would be a good show. And, you know, you guys have good suggestions as well. But um, if you start calling y'all, uh, making <laughs> suggestions for me to watch or play certain games, Unless he put money on it, don't, don't take any request. Okay. <laughs> uh, and um, just loving the show, loving um, Am I the Asshole. Um, it is just getting better and better. Um, you guys are awesome the way you do it. Um, the first, the best. Always remember that, you know, I came up with it first and you guys are the best. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give you your flowers now and tell you, hey, I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day or evening, and thanks for all that you guys do. Bye-bye. I love April. She's the best. Thank you. We appreciate you. You need a fan in your life that is as dope as April is to us. If you don't have one, you you should get you one because she's amazing, and that's so dope. Easy as that. You want to get down with that? Call us. Text us. The, the numbers at the beginning of the show, the numbers here it's somewhere, it's it's good. You know it. It's, it's what we do. Uh, this was live. We hadn't done one live in a while. And it's live, live in that we are together and I could reach out and touch everybody in this room if I needed to. Live situation. You know what I'm saying? We are not on uh, on Iris this week. It's good because it saves us some spice on Iris. I, I'm in the midst of editing uh, our most recent podcast. It, it is always a labor of love and it's involved and so so forth and so on. I got uh, audio from uh, from Nick Jew and uh, Delvin that has to be uh, edited and put in that show and so forth and so on. And then in the music and it's a lot going on and the good that goes on in that show. So hopefully that'll be up. Mm, you should have hopefully if it plays out like it should have, it will be up the Tuesday you get the show. Um, 
you know, Lord willing. Because I'm off uh, Friday of this weekend, next Monday for President's Day. So I got some time to just uh, dedicate to editing. And so that's dope. Yeah, we we get let out two hours early. (laughs) I heard. I heard. I'm off. Of course, I took Friday off. So I don't get to get that two hours earlier. But uh, hey, I'll take advantage. (laughs) Take Get to it, man. Uh, But uh, you know what it is. That is Tatum 216. Good night. It's Lunchbox 2099. I'm present. I am the Internet Stable 713. You've just been podcast to it. I know you loved it. We will catch you next week. On a flippity flop. Peace. It's cats again. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.